ಶ್ರೀಮುಕ್ತಾಯಿತ್ರಿಷ್ಣಾಯೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯನಾಮಿಗೋರತ್ರೇಷ್ಠ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಶ್ರೀ ಸಚ್ಚಿನಂದನ್ ಗೌರಹರಿ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಹರಿನಾಮ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಮಾಯಾಪುರ ಧಾಮ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರಮಾನಂದ ಹರಿ So, pranam to all of you, welcome, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks for coming, and thank you for the, for the invitation. Can, can, you, can you listen to me? It's okay? Okay. So, thanks for the invitation to be with you uh, and share a few words in Sacred Holy Association about uh, Christmas and Jesus Christ and Somehow we have today an interfaith dialogue, which I love. And I really like to, to interact with people from different traditions on a personal level. <clears throat> I have many friends uh, in the Christian tradition as well, and, and in other traditions. And in fact, I, I like to make that clear importance of learning from, from diversity. That's, that's very healthy. And to be willing to to see how much we have learned our own tradition when we are exposed to people from other traditions and when i say other traditions i, I don't want to make that sound like too much other because when you really open your heart to someone like uh, a christian a genuine christian if you are a genuine Vaishnava, you will find oh we have more in common than that what we differ about mm -hmm. i mean that happened to me so many times i always quote a few months ago, I, I was having a conversation. We had a podcast with a, with a friend of mine. She's a Franciscan nun. Uh, she's theologian and scientist also. So we were talking about different things. Um, and at one point, I was talking to her about our, our idea of Lila, our idea of pastime and divine play, and how God is celebrating his fullness and relishing eternally and so on and so forth she was no and at the end when i finished saying that she looks at me and say like i think i'm a vaishnav <laughs> no? like naturally she was like I, i completely agree with whatever and of course for me naturally came to say to tell her well when, when you talk about christianity from the the deep aspects that you share I don't have a problem to say I'm a Christian either. No? <laughs> so, so I think it's very healthy that we learned to, 
we learn to learn from other traditions. We don't. We are not only expected to tolerate other traditions. No, it's not okay. We allow them to exist somewhere. They are not that bad. There, there is worse people than them. It's okay. That's not the idea. <laughs> the idea is I have to ideally not only tolerate other traditions, but I can <clears throat> open my heart to what they have to tell, and even be willing to rediscover my own tradition by the grace of other traditions. At least that's that has been my experience a lot. By the grace of by the grace of Christianity in particular, I, I can tell I've really rediscovered so many nuances and layers of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that I was not able without it. No? Many important points that Christianity present like the notion of God already unconditionally loving each one of us, fully accepting each one of us. That's also in our tradition, but somehow or other it's not so emphasized, in my opinion. And it's so important to understand that you are already being fully loved by Krishna. No? You don't need to earn, earn God's love. Our sadhana, our practice shouldn't be done to try to convince Krishna to love me. He already loves you. Our practice is trying to love him back, basically. It's a very different orientation than trying to practice so Krishna is not so angry with me and sometimes I can like him and he can love me. No. Both Christianity and the Bhagavatam are telling Krishna is already loving you fully. Suridam Sarvabhutanam, Krishna says in the Gita. He says, I'm the best well-wishing friend of every living entity, even if they deny my existence. <laughs> So Christianity makes a very nice, beautiful point in that connection. And there are so many parallels. Now, today we don't have time to go through that, uh, but I, I like to share a few of them. Not only parallels in our tradition, but even parallels between, let's say, the main figures of this tradition, like Jesus and Mahaprabhu, for example. But also today I was reading something very interesting that was mentioned by one of my I will say my my main Christian Siksha guru was <laughs> Father Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan monk. You know him? Okay. Those who do not know him, please know him. <laughs> do your do yourself a favor. Richard Rohr, that's his name. So he's a, a Franciscan monk. He's almost 80 years now. He's 80 years, not almost. Um, yeah, the beginning of this year, I had the fortune of visiting him in his hermitage in New Mexico, in the United States. Um, well, we share very beautiful things, the two of us. Um, and he, he was saying something I read today. He will say, the main one-liner in the Bible is, do not fear. And he said, Interestingly, someone has studied how many times that line appears in the Bible and appears 365 times. One per each day of your year. That's for you to be reminded every single day of your calendar. There's no reason, there's no reason to, to fear. There's no reason to worry. You already have God. Krishna is protecting you, basically. He's maintaining you. He's loving you unconditionally. And interestingly, the Bhagavad Gita... The conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita 
chapter 18 verse 66 sarva dharmam parityaja mam ekam sharanam bhaja ham tam sarva pape vyo mokshaisyami masucha so masucha means don't fear do not worry and krishna says the exact same thing at the beginning of the bhagavad gita to arjuna so the beginning of the gita not first chapter immediately but in the beginning of his instruction he says tells arjuna do not worry at the end of the Gita, he says, do not worry. The Bible is saying that for one, each day of the year at the same time. Do not worry. Learn, learn to trust God. We call that Saranagati. Saranagati. One of the main expressions of Saranagati or surrender is God is maintaining you. Trust that Krishna is protecting you and accept that God is maintaining you. Try to enter into that spirit and therefore don't worry. There's nothing to, to worry about, so to say. So in the same way that we have many connections on, on, on doctrinal levels, we can also find very interesting parallels in the, in the life of Jesus and in the life of Mahaprabhu, interestingly. Of course, I'm not making here a full comparison regarding who is Christ and who is Mahaprabhu on ontological level, but there are many interesting parallels. Uh, I don't know. Of course, Jesus performed miracles. Mahaprabhu also performed a good amount of them. Also, both of them, at the beginning when they performed their miracles, they were, about, they were very much into, do not tell this to anyone. No? Keep this quiet. Mahaprabhu himself, in the beginning of his lila, will keep his own divinity in secrecy but at one point christ himself when he was asked who he was he replied in terms of i am all well, the famous bible line confirming his connection with the divine and mahaprabhu himself eventually also showed mahaprakash lila well, god himself also christ jesus never left anything written he didn't write anything at least officially Mahaprabhu almost did the same. Just we know of a few verses that they wrote. Something also very special, at least in my opinion, is how Mahaprabhu broke the statu quo at his time, which was very much predominant in Barnashram. Like rights, I'm, I'm born in this particular place, I have this right, I have this whatever. And Jesus Christ came to break all that similarly. He went directly to the most fallen ones. He was he was pretty counterintuitive. His campaign was completely from down up. No? He didn't go to the top of society and build his mission from there. He went to the downtrodden ones. And, 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 and a very important teaching of Christ and the Bible itself, that I will say it's important for us to learn also is, that Christ, Jesus was very fond of finding God in disorder and imperfection. He was very able to discover divinity in the most broken places. He, he, he gave a, this very important lesson. Don't try just to find God in everything paka, everything perfect, everything high order, but begin finding him in the most embarrassing moments of your life even. 
I remember Thomas Merton. He's another Christian mystic that I love. And he will say, your salvation begins in the most ordinary moments of your daily life. You have to be able to begin your salvation where you feel in the most embarrassing moment that is offer you the chance of being fully humble, being fully honest, transparent, and offer yourself to God and be accepted fully as you already are. So I think these type of principles are very humbling, very important, and are very much in line with what Mahaprabhu taught. The importance of being humble, of offering respect, not expecting respect, of, of, of being inclined to, to discovering God in what we may call the ordinary, and to accept that the power of the divine, he can appear anywhere. anywhere. And Mahaprabhu went to those directions also. We are not living in a Barn Ashram society now, so it's difficult for us to imagine how challenging was the environment. That Mahaprabhu was facing. How strong was his stance in 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 in, in, in embracing Haridas Thakur and, and dancing with his body and performing with his own hands the samadhi ceremony in a society that consider if you touch someone who is outside of Barna Ashram, minimum you have to run and have a take a bath for purification. And Mahaprabhu will say, This is my purification. He will embrace Haridas Thakur. So completely counterintuitive to what to what was the prevalent current of the time. And that's generally the nature of the message given by by prophets. A prophet by definition has to give a counterintuitive message. And probably the prophet won't be very popular. <laughs> Jesus was not that popular in his time. He was, but at the same time, as we will see, not many people understood him. And not many people understand him. And that happens with any great prophet. Even if there are masses following them, the real thing that they were trying to give, that requires a special type of uh, giving of ourselves. That's why Jesus said many times, follow me. He never said, worship me. He said, follow me. Sometimes it's easier to worship someone than, than to follow someone. As I mentioned in my, in my last book, you can even worship your guru as, ex, as an excuse not to follow your guru. We can make an external show of adoration and pomp, and, but the actual worship of three gurus is following. Anugatya in Sanskrit. Tadatmya. Fully identify with the object of your affection and lose yourself there and found yourself there. So a prophet comes with that particular tone of trying to, to challenge the, so to say, not for the sake of challenge, but to challenge the, the things that need to be challenged. That's parampara, basically. Parampara means every member of the succession needs to address certain situations that need to be challenged. Because with the passing of time, Yogonashta Parampara, Krishna says in the Gita, as time passes, generally certain aspects of the truth become covert. So he says, I myself come to disrupt that 
and create a paradigm shift. Paradigm shift, that's an important expression. Paradigm shift is bringing a new paradigm, being a new, bringing a new way of looking at things, rediscovering our own tradition, not being so sure that we fully understand our own tradition. There's a lot of tendency to remain floating in the surface of things. And the prophets, the charyas, they come to take us to the essence of that. So in that sense, personally, I found lots of correspondence between what Christ and Sri Chaitanya they have thought, brought. So just to conclude, because I don't want to extend myself too much, I know there are other events, activities, and I have also some other events. I, I, I was, it was not in my plan originally coming here, but the invitation was, and I want to honor that. But I'd like to share one quote that I shared today also in my social media because I, I read it and I was like, this is beautiful. So I'd like to share the quote and a few words of reflection before concluding. So this is a quote from someone called Raymond Panikar. Raymond Panikar, you know him? He's from Spain and he's a Catholic priest. I mean, he passed away already. His father was Indian and, and, and following of Hinduism and his mother was Catholic. So he was, and, and he was very much engaged in, in interfaith dialogue. He was a scholar, a priest, very interesting person. <laughs> so there is a brief quote from his book, Christophany. So I'd like to, to read it with you, it's short, but speaks about what Christ gave and what Christ promised to his followers. Fasten your seatbelt, please. <laughs> so he says, the future does not seem bright. His followers will be persecuted. The master is about to leave without having finished hardly anything while almost abandoning his disciples. The people have abandoned him because it has become too risky to follow him. The synagogue declares him a heretic, indeed blasphemous. The political representatives despise him and his own do not, do not understand him. He has not left them anything durable, no institution. He has neither baptized nor ordained, much less had he founded anything. He has left both the spirit and himself as a silent presence in the Eucharistic act. He has sent his disciples as lambs among wolves and refuses to change tactics, even at the end. Wolves are still roaming about. He promises his followers only one thing, the spirit. <laughs> so I hope you had fastened your seatbelt, if not. So that, I, I really like how he mentioned this, how the point is being made here, how in, in, in the moment of Christ's life, especially when he's passing from this world, there was so much uncertainty, so much conflict, so much insecurity, so many things that even his followers call and climb to. But there was there was one promise. There was something that was certain. Even if everything else is uncertain, that's certain. And it's the promise of the spirit, this promise of giving, in our own words, Krishna consciousness, bhakti. No? So that's the, the, the word of a prophet. Prophet promises this is warranted. Everything else, I don't know. Probably not. 
especially if we if we want the spirit probably will in order to obtain the spirit fully probably will have to face opposition discrimination ostracizing scapegoating gaslighting shunning defamation even death even death probably Haridas Thakur's story is very similar also to Christ in this sense. As you know, he was beaten so many times and he was told, stop chanting, stop chanting. And he said, like, even if you cut my body to pieces, I won't be able to stop chanting. <laughs> so he was even willing to die for, for the sake of his idea. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the price to pay, ultimately. The price to pay is to die to everything for the sake of our ideal. Doesn't mean a physical death, literally, but includes the willingness to that if that's required. Because we will die somehow or other, we will leave this body. So if I need to leave my body for the sake of my idea, what better way of leaving my body for? What better reason? <laughs> so so that was Christ's message somehow. No? In one sense, there was lots of uncertainty lots of things that apparently seem incomplete, unfinished. Uh, where's the institution? Where are the books? Where are the guidelines? <laughs> and he was like, follow the spirit. No? I'm giving you the spirit, follow me, I'm following the spirit. Come with me to the desert. Let's go there. <laughs> so that's a very similar symbol that in our tradition we receive. No? The desert, uh, Franciscans will speak about poverty. In our tradition, we have the term akinchena. Akinchena means, uh, how to say? Prabhupada uses an interesting expression he translates in the Bath, and he says, uh, yes, yeah, but it's something more specific. It's like when he translates the verse, Tuama Kinchana Gocharam. Anyhow, it's in that direction, of course, what you are mentioning. So basically means like materially exhausted, he said. <laughs> so that's a very interesting way of putting it. No? For those who are materially exhausted, akinchana means materially exhausted, but also akinchana, akinchana means possessions, akinchana means without possessions or materially exhausted. But also the letter A or A in Sanskrit means Krishna. Krishna says in the Gita from all letters, of the alphabet, I'm the A. So Akinchana means those who have as their only possession Krishna. So they don't have anything and they have everything. Christ will say the same, no? You want to win the world, lose your soul, or vice versa. So at the end of the day, we are invited to for to that decision. No? We are invited to what I'm here for. I'm, what I'm practicing spiritual life or what's the motivation for me to chant, for me to serve, for me to associate. Uh, in the words of Hegel, that Srila Siddhar Maharaj will quote so many times, he will say, die to live. As paradoxical as this may sound. No? We sometimes think, no, no, if I die, I die. If I live, I live. No, no, if you want life into the eternal kingdom of God, if you want to embrace the spirit, you have to die everything else that is not that it's a gradual process of course this doesn't happen in a weekend so not, don't try to push yourself too much 
but also we shouldn't cheat ourselves in terms of I mean, the price to pay is that one. Krishna says similar. Again, Sarva Dharma Parityaja. The Bhagavatam starts Dharma Parijal Kaitavo. This book is about totally rejecting all forms of cheating in the name of religion. That's the second verse of the Bhagavatam. Like in playing, if you want to go through the remaining 17,996 verses, first sign here. Put your signature. I agree with that part of the contract. <laughs> I don't want to scare any of you here. I just the point is that we won't try. We want to follow, even if we may fail uh, terribly. <laughs> we want to follow sincerely the proper ideal. So again, both Christ and Mahaprabhu were revolutionaries in this sense. Were uh, prophets. Were people who brought a message of hope, a message of. Uh, compassion, a message of unconditional love, a message who was totally counterintuitive to their times and they were absolutely willing to pay the price. Now, if the price for speaking the truth is crucifixion, death, blasphemy, that's a small price. For embrace the truth, that's a small price. The truth is, for those who appreciate what the truth is, I mean, any price will be nothing. When we gain an appreciation of what's the truth, what's the spirit, what's bhakti, what's divine grace, whatever pay, whatever price we're invited to pay, we will feel embarrassed to pay so little. If we feel I'm paying so much, probably it means you are not fully appreciating uh, what what you are paying for, so to say. But when we realize how much of a gift bhakti is, divine love is, it's so much of a gift. That we will be willing to pay anything with the big smile on our faces, basically. Even if the price to pay is die to leave. You know? <laughs> that's the that's the gospel. Gospel means good news. You know? So those are the good news that all the great saints throughout the traditions are coming to give us. You know? Even as terrible as that may sound to the ego, die to leave and all that stuff, they will be presenting that with such a loving example, with such a powerful, convincing deep smile, so to say, as Srila Prabhupada did, as so many other saintly personalities did. So, so this is a few words that I want to share with you today, trying to just reflect about, okay, who is Jesus and how we can increase our commitment to what he was about, because if not, it's just like a social dynamic, not just like, I mean, the tree, where is the tree? Oh, it's there. Trees beautiful, paella beautiful, everything beautiful. But we have to also be reminded what, what's getting us together here today. A person like him, an ideal like the one he personified. No? Sometimes he won't say too much. It's just he's talking through the example. No? As St. Francis will say, always preach the gospel. And when it's necessary, use, use words. Right? Always preach the gospel. When necessary, use words. But many times we don't need to use words. Just your very presence, your very example. That was Mahaprabhu. When how Mahaprabhu converted the greatest jnani on earth, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, in silence. He just sat in front of him for a week, didn't say one word, and converted him. He was preaching to him in silence. His example was so powerful. Achara. 
is a char was prachar, the most powerful way of touching the hearts of. So that's Christ, Jesus Christ, the same. So we can speak so much, but at the end of the day, we have to leave our words. No, we have to embrace our ideals and how much they play out. Our I believe in so many things, but how much my beliefs are being played out in my daily life, especially again in the most simple ordinary moments of my daily life that's the best chance i have to to see where i am basically <laughs> because if we are properly situated god is everywhere everywhere every time and every moment so i don't need just to wait for some extraordinary moment to oh krishna <laughs> Krishna's in every atom in every heart at every moment he can appear from a pillar like he did to Pulat. he can appear anywhere from a water tank just be ready you don't never know <laughs> it's a supreme so <laughs> so that's that, that's the teaching you know try to be try to honor let's try all together today to to deeply pray and to deeply ask for mercy and blessings so we can be able to to honor the teachings to honor the example to get a little bit at least closer to all that someone like jesus embodied and personified and most of us also probably have been uh, born and raised with Christian samskars, or some of us at least, me. So also that's an important, interesting part of our equation, so to say. So, yeah. yeah today I was sharing one video of my mother. Maybe she's here, but she doesn't speak English. But she generally connects to my live stream just to see her baby talking. <laughs> And I also very, very indebted to her and making it public. She wanted to be a nun when she was young and until she met my father, of course. <laughs> but she always instilled in me this very natural, religious, spiritual samskars without too much attachment to an institutional thing, but just let's go to the core of the message. You know? And every year she's making this, how do you say in English, pesebre? No? Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, but in English, I, I mean, here it says creep, 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 manger, whatever. Anyhow, that's not, don't, don't get lost, don't get lost with that. But she makes every year one big, she sent me a video. It's like huge. It's like from dirt to with water and uh, she really enters into that. No, she's so. So I felt okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for being so invested. I mean, it's not just a, a performance she's doing. She's doing it as a service, as a voluntary way of expressing her devotion. So, so anyhow, just expressing my personal depth to my mom in that connection and my uh, beautiful connection also with with the Christian tradition. And and again, just as, as a re reminder to all of us to remain open to. To be nourished, to be nourished from other traditions, to be nourished from members of our own tradition who may be different from us. There is diversity uh, everywhere. Also, be careful with that. Be careful with hang, hang out nicely with Christians. But when a Gaudiya Vaishnava from other group comes, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> so we have to always be open to nourish ourselves from diversity. Unity and diversity. They say variety is the spice of life. Not that much variety because too much spice and the masala ruins the whole food, but unity and variety, unity and diversity. And so 
thank you so much for being here for your time and inviting me to trying to honor in some way such a great personality and participate in Christmas source, hopefully from the most substantial place possible. And thank you, Marvi, for having all us here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can close the eyes. Is there 